Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We are talking some things football. England have played recently, I think. So have some shitty Premier League teams on a Saturday. We've got a Sunday fixture, which was alright. And uh, anything else we can get up to, let's go. England have made the semi-finals of the Nations League of the World <laughs> Cup. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, Saturday, the Saturday fixes were a bit of a dud, so uh, I thought I'd talk a bit of rugby. Were they a dud? I don't know, I didn't watch them, so I'm just well, assuming they were. <laughs> they weren't at all, really. No, it was just, uh, do you know, I was just looking at the, the fixtures for Saturday, I was wondering why they only had one game on a Sunday. They weren't the most spectacular fixtures, but I guess you got to... Yeah, it was weird, because after the Ireland-New Zealand game, I turned... Oh, like the rugby game turned it off and then forgot looked Everton were playing West Ham and was mm. like oh yeah I forgot the Premier League was back <laughs> it was yeah. a it is nice to have the Premier League back he does have the walk um, yeah it's nice to have it back but I don't think it was the most exciting weekend sort of uh, after some um, interesting international fixtures I think me and Danny are just distracted by your yeah, whining my dog, dog. My dog's whining. We had barking dog last week. Now we've got whining dog in the background. He does this weird thing where you take him for a walk and then he whines for about 10, 15 minutes and then all you have to do is just give him a good kick in the side and then he shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the strangest thing. In case anybody's, in case anybody's actually listening, uh, that's, not, that's not what happens. Don't call the RSPCA. We yeah. talk football and have some fun with pop culture. No, actually, um, let's go to the England fixtures. Um, they played Bulgaria, which, uh, is it too soon to talk about? And um, <laughs> the Czech Republic, was it? You're not allowed to talk about it. I'm the only one that can talk about <laughs> it, in fact. You haven't lived that life. <laughs> you don't know how we how we have to deal with this stuff on a day-to-day. People yeah, yelling if, stuff. If there's any racism on this pod, I will be walking out. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm only going to go what's to. Le- pro- I'm only going to go to phase two. Yeah, what, what's protocol? <laughs> you're allowed. You're allowed it. To, you can yeah. be racist twice and twice only. Do you know what? I don't actually, you dare do it a third time. Once we upgrade our equipment, we can get a soundboard. <laughs> one of them be a warning. <laughs> now, uh, I must admit. I mean, um, I actually I was interested that you know when they did the thing where they paused. At, well, just before half time, and they were kicking the fans out. Yeah, I thought that was a brand new um, uh, protocol that they had, but apparently this has been in there for years. They've just never kind of yeah. No one's ever, no one's ever done anything. Yeah, with which is really interesting because um, there's always been this weird thing of like they, it, it's not been oft, often brought up during the game the racism. Yeah, so it's normally after the game they'll say, oh, there was chance, etc. So the reason the protocol's in in place is because they'll now say, ref, can you hear it? And in most cases, the ref says, no, I don't know what you're talking about. But in this case, I think they had been pre-warned. <laughs> yeah, they had been pre-warned that there's previous at this place. They're already on their 12th ban this month. And <laughs> but I think they knew what to expect. But when it happens in other countries, uh, there's this sort of reluctancy to, to acknowledge it. And even the Bulgarian manager was... was yeah. Well, he did well, did you see the, the the Bulgarian F? Was he the president of the FA? Um, the 
Bulgarian side was actually saying English fans are more racist and he hadn't heard anything. Well, well he's obviously been to Yeovil recently. The, um, the, the, <laughs> I think it's the Prime Minister. The fans, though. The Prime it? Minister of Bulgaria has stopped funds going towards the um, Bulgarian Football Association until the head of the Football Association resigns or gets fired because they just find them abhorrent, especially after making those comments. So that's quite an interesting thing. That is interesting. Um, the, the only thing about that protocol being used for the first time is it just showed that it doesn't work and it's pointless. Well, it doesn't work in one sense. What is it? The thing I'm struggling when it comes to this is I don't, I'm not quite sure what people want as an outcome. I'm not sure what it is. They've they got want. to walk off the pitch. Was there They've still racism going well, on at the end? Yes, it carried on in the second half. Well, Dan, like, right, so what? what is it that people want? Do they want to... All right, let's be real for a second. So there's all this thing about stamp out racism. So what is it you actually want to do? You want to get rid of the people that are being racist out of the stadium or you want them to walk out? Because for me, that isn't really answering, addressing the issue of racism. Or do you actually want to educate people to the point where maybe they don't act racist in these situations? Yeah, but you've got to, you've got to, the only way they're going to be educated or changed is if you punish them and their team. But I, so then why, but then, oh, right, then that's a good point. But then why walking out is the answer? I don't walking out is not the answer at all. That's what I'm saying. The fact that they all walked out was just bizarre in itself. Not, like, oh, no, the fans it, got it was like out. it was organised. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that whole thing was bizarre. But regardless of that, England were there hyping up. There fans that got no, no, it was like that one group who all had the T-shirts the, who were doing the, yeah. the Nazi salutes like, and stuff. Excuse me, if anyone here is a racist, can they walk out? Leave? Yeah, and they've gone, yeah, I am, I'll walk <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. Just but, one guy, no, they one... put their hand on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bad visual, yeah. glad we didn't have cameras. Um, yeah, no, but the, the, my problem with it is England spent the best part of a week saying, if there's going to be racism, we're going to walk off the pitch. Then, we don't care, we don't we care lost... if we get punished. Then we lost the Czech Republic. And we needed it to win we that game. The points. Well, well, arguably, it's more important. Like it matters more. Everyone in the world. Like, can you imagine England had not qualified for the Euros because they'd walked off a pitch for racist abuse? Absolutely. Imagine what would have happened to UEFA, to Euro- to the FA. Like it would have been uproar. There's no way they'd have allowed that to happen. There's been uproar, but would, what would they do then? Reverse the fixture, make them play again, or what? There's nothing yeah. they can do. About they can no. do. They can do whatever they want. Though well, they're they can body. Well, they can do whatever they want, but, but they realistically they won't do. No, but like yeah, because I mean, this is the first time they enacted a protocol they've had for however long 10, 15, 20 years. So. And the protocol should be that they do walk off at the end. So if England just walked off, the FA would say, No, we have a protocol for this. And that protocol ends up with you walking off. But the protocol is nonsense because you go, Oh, have you been racist? Yes. Can you stop, please? Okay, sure. And then you're racist again. Can you, can you stop, please? Otherwise, like, we're going to take this seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah, really sorry. Okay, no problem. And it, well, how many times? This is it's ridiculous. <laughs> Three. Well, who says you? So you're allowed to be racist twice. That's absolutely fine. But if you no, dare I'm do it a third time, fine, uh, there's. Uh, do you know what? There's there's two things um, that has come to mind for me uh, in this situation, which I think is the for me probably the two more important things. One, I really find it difficult now. There's a lot of people outside of football that probably don't watch it that are commenting on the situation. I'm not sure you can necessarily extrapolate football football in hooliganism. Who, who are racist at the same time and extrapolate that to real life. Because what is the difference between people yelling shit out? They're just trying to get you off your game for the most part. So the easiest way for them to do that is to be racist. The second thing to that is clearly, like you, I think you just kind of pointed to it, Mark, is that this is like a cultural difference. The Bulgarian FA must allow this. For me, it's apparent that they must allow this within their own leagues. Like within, their, within the English leagues, if you started yelling... Um, racist stuff to players and stuff like the uh, Sterling incident at Chelsea 
the fans that are in the stands would have a word to say. Instantly, there would be action. But for me, it's evident that in Bulgaria, if this was to happen in Nelly, it's just like standard practice. So then they start bringing that into international football. Do you know what I mean? But so then, how do you educate them and tell them it's wrong? The, the, you punish UEFA, them. UEFA need to do more within the Bulgarian domestic league and any domestic league, sort of the Italian leagues or any ones that have, have a history of acting racist. The Southern National League. Yeah. But you know, the FA Cup fourth qualifying groups. See, well, this is the other thing that comes with it. Now it's like all of a sudden there's been three, four, five incidents within the, within today that there's been racism within football. It's like, um, and I'm not saying there isn't, but it's just it's one of those things where now it's become going to come oversaturated. Fashionable. Yeah, fashionable, oversaturated. There's going to be claims where but that's good. Be, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's, no, that's a good no, it's thing. Not. You're it's bringing not. attention it's to not. it. There are too many people oh. who. Either deny it or don't think it exists no. or claim yeah. it's just European countries where but it happens. No, games. because but Mike, this is a question. What else should we be stamping out? Because I was what like I follow like quite a few sort of out of context accounts, and there's one of a penalty being taken on the weekend, and the fans behind the goal screaming to the guy taking the penalty, "I'm gonna kill you!" and slices. There's like a sliced throat, and he's like, "I'm gonna kill you." Don't like, don't score it, don't score it. The guy scores and he's like, oh, annoyed. But he's trying to put him off. Is saying I'm going to kill you and and doing like the the slice neck action. Is that not as bad then? Are we not going to try and? Stamp I think that that's, I think that's a great point because fans. I you know I've, I've sat in the terraces and heard um, fans say all sorts of stuff and they're talking. I've heard about what you <laughs> say to Harry Kane, Jesus. I'm <laughs> not that bad. No, but you know what I mean? Now, what, what crosses the line? Obviously, racism is probably one of the most disgraceful yeah. things that you can do, but threatening death, talking about um, like, people's I'm kids and families it, should, and we, stuff. should we, like, as we said before, this is, this is like sort of football, quote, hooliganism. It's a hard word to yeah. say, isn't it? Hooliganism. Say it five times as quick as possible. Yeah. And um, but like, do you da- do you now say every- everything's bad, mm. or is it like I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you? Then one guy says something racist, and that's why why you walk off. Well, it's like, an interesting it's- thing culturally that football's the one. Like you go to rugby, you go to basketball, you go to um, uh, American football crowds. You know, you don't see that in the Olympics when they're gymnasts are sort of doing their thing. It's it's just there's just no respect. It's, it's, tr- it's tribal as well. What do you do? It's worldwide. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's so weird. But um, I don't know. I hope we did our bit about the racist talk. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of that one then. Good stuff. Good. Solved Solved it. Next up. Oh, England, well, yeah. Next week, world so, peace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, England, what was it? Their first loss in qualifications in how long was it? I think it's 10 years. 10 years, 10 years yeah. since the great days of Southgate loves getting uh, He loves getting records, Southgate. Um, I watched the... I did watch the Bulgaria game, and I think I actually watched both of them for the first time. Actually, tell a lie. That was and Friday night, was it? Yeah, yeah Friday yeah, night yeah, was the Czech, Czech Republic. Friday, mm. Yeah. Uh, I, do you know? What? I'm not. I don't think England's ever going to be a side that's going to blow teams away. Depend, you know, whatever they are, they're not going to look spectacular doing it. Having that record of not losing a qualifi- qualifying game in ten years is pretty significant, yeah. regardless. Got, even though we get easy really to thank for that. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, look at the crap we're playing, honestly. Most of the time. But then you look, and England aren't actually playing that well. And they're not scoring goals. I think without Harry Kane, who's her primary goal scorer, it's really tough to find... It, yeah, it's from. just, is he, should he still be starting for him? He's the captain, which is tough. Yeah. 
He's just who would you play in front of him? Vardy. Vardy's really Vardy's retired from international football. Uh, just tell him to come back. Give him a six pack of cigarettes and then Tammy Abrahams. Tammy Abrahams. Yeah. But like I do, Charlie Austin, Callum Wilson, Darren Fletcher, Pookie. So can I say England have scored twenty goals? England scored twenty goals in six games in this qualifying. Yeah, most of them against Bulgaria just gone. Yeah, but how many did they score against Czech Republic? We've scored nine against Bulgaria in the two fixtures we've played. <laughs> you, you, ten all right, it? that's still, there's four others. Yeah. But it's not that we're not scoring goals. We're no. scoring plenty of goals. We're playing absolute crap. Admit, and we're sco- we, we beat Kosovo 5-2. Like we, we're scoring goals, that's not the problem. So are you saying I'm overreacting? Yes. How dare you? <laughs> Uh, mate, look, it was it was good for them to for the team probably to get kicked back down a notch. There was everyone was getting a bit too confident. Football was coming home again. Everyone needs to just calm down and remember we're still not the best team in the world. We've got a really good chance in this Euros. Generally, the we've got best team in the nations. Yeah, in, in, well, yeah, arguably. What does that mean? We've got a really good chance in this Euros of doing quite well. We've got a strong team. We've got pretty solid players in most positions. It's quite a settled team now as well, because the squad seems to be the similar kind of squad every time. It's a which young is what, squad. Which is what which, kind of stuff it's all the things we wanted. It's scoring goals. Yeah. All right, defensively, there's a, there's a bit of a mix up here and there, but that's fine. That's because look at the defence in the Premier League. It's a joke at the moment anyway. I don't think it's doom and gloom. I think losing Czech Republic was the, probably the best thing that could have happened to us because we needed a, a kick down from Grace. We've beaten Bulgaria. We get a draw out of Montenegro or Kosovo and we're through. We've qualified. Like, it's fine. There's, there's no panic. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I think when you're playing against teams that are lesser teams, you're going to get the win, but it's how you get those wins and the performance. And we've been playing matters. pretty well outside we of... We didn't really play bad in that loss. Like, yeah. We, it was quite an even game. They just nicked it. Yeah, I mean, he, he tried to mess around with the formation a bit. He's obviously trying different things, which is what you want. That's what the qualifiers are there for. a while ago. That was like... Yeah. I'm trying to think what the goals are. Oh, two, two weeks on Monday. Uh, well, they, no, they, they, played, um, they played Mount at number 10. Which again, so they, they were playing. They were doing. The, it was doing the four-two-three-one, which I'm not sure is. I do think necessarily I'm the right with Kane thing. and with history repeating itself, where England has an undroppable star player who just doesn't perform that well for England. You talking about Rooney? Like, but well, it was Rooney. It was uh, he Gerard, always performed for England, didn't he? I mean, he's England's greatest ever goalscorer, but not, he had some questionable games. Not in tournaments. He was injured for every tournament yeah. and had was brought in injured, played injured. Well, I, I don't put it all down to Rooney, but the, like we've gone through where we brought Beckham injured to the World Cup. We've brought like we've just had players which we've played because of their rep. And I'm like, are we doing that with Harry Kane? Because even against Bulgaria, I was so pleased when he got his goal because I was like, this guy can't hit anything. Like. And then yeah, I think he scored the fifth goal, and even that wasn't the cleanest to finish. And I was like, oh. and you could see he was embarrassed to celebrate because he was like, yeah, I definitely should have scored two or three before this. <laughs> and it's, yeah, I just hope he can come back to form because he he is up there with Sterling as our two world class players. What, what are you looking for then? I was just looking up how many goals Kane scored this season already. He scored five in the league, the same as Mane, Wilson, Ashley Barnes. Yeah, but how many fantasy yeah. football points has he got? <laughs> Look, yeah, but then say how many but, are but, without penalties. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know, but um, I mean Spurs are playing you horribly. You've really got a thing about him taking penalties, isn't it? No, but what I mean is like people will be like, "Oh, yeah, he he's had a good game. He scored." And you're like, "Well, he scored a penalty that Sterling won." Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, like it, it's not I, he he does score good penalties, but 
just because you scored a penalty doesn't mean you've had a good game. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just watched the. Uh, shall I move on? Yeah. Just watched the Man United um, Liverpool game. Do you know what? I wish we at some point got big enough to get some fan callers because me and Mark were listening to um, was it Talksport? Uh, nine oh nine. Nine oh nine. The phone in. They are just some. Um, do they just pick like the shittiest fans out there? What have you got to say? Is that reasonable? <laughs> of course yeah. they do. You know, it's absolute nonsense. Um, and you had one guy that was just absolutely slaying Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I'm like, this probably isn't a game to be doing that. No. Oh, yeah. Well, but then one of my friends on Facebook, Pat, has just put on Facebook, it's time for Ole to step down. People who you follow aren't your friends. <laughs> my, my friend Justin What have we Bieber. told you, Mark? <laughs> what, <laughs> was, yeah. what have we told you about this, Mark? You don't have friends. <laughs> But yeah, like it seems like the Oli out thing is uh, actually quite real. And, and well, he's and not like, a good manager. But I, I said he, it on the way here. Like we're we're going for a rebuilding year. You could not have a premium been rebuilding manager. since fucking Ferguson left. But we have to rebuild the mess that Mourinho's created. But because Mourinho's been a half good pundit, people have rewritten history. Now. Yeah. What yeah. mess though? Really? Like he came second with a with a with a under under. Last year he team. came eighth. Last year he came eighth. Mm, true. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> and and the thing is, he's like, oh, Man United, I, I was... When they spoke about Maguire, and it was like, it was a good signing. I told them they needed centre-backs. It was like, but didn't you buy three? Yeah. Do you know, like... Yeah, where's Eric like, Bailly oh, Mourinho said he wanted a centre-back. Where is Eric like, Bailly Exactly. <laughs> it's like... But people forget, Mourinho got money. Where's Mourinho Darmian bought players. Days? Like, yeah. oh, they needed a right-back. Yeah, you bought one in Dalot. Like, and you, Darmian. And well, oh no, it was Van Gaal. Van Gaal, yeah. But you know, you bought these players. Like, come on, just yeah. So I only out and I because if we got a premium manager in, I sent it in the car on the way back. Was a premium manager will not settle for having a young team. They're not going to have it. Like on the radio, they said it's the youngest United team to ever play Liverpool, and you're like, well, that's what you get with Oli. You go down, you get a three star manager. And say, look, we need you to play all the youngsters. And he's so grateful to get a chance at United, he will do that. Mm. Well, if you get... Um, We're talking about the Allegri. Italian Allegri. If you've got Allegri in, you think he's going to be wanting to start... Not at all. McTominay and... He's going to go and spend James. 200 million like, uh, on oh, some foreigners who will be just, probably just as good. What's wrong with foreigners then? No, we want, we want English players playing in the English Premier League to help the England team. Like, do I yeah. need to stamp you out? <laughs> yeah. No, but like... What you get when we've learnt with Man United is you get these players, they might play well for a season at best, and then they just die off. And they're, yeah. they're, It's hard to know what a player will do once they start earning ridiculous money. And the only way Man United will get huge players in is to pay big money. because. Well, they've screwed their wage structure now yeah. because of Sanchez. Really? What did that happen there? Well, they paid him £250,000 well, a week. It was probably which was Ibrahimovic. Like, was the first well it was Pogba there was Zibra there was no no but what, that was it once they'd done that then that's when they had to go and pay Lingard 100 grand a year that's why they have to, everyone else goes well hold on a minute How, how's he earning 10 times more than everyone else I want more mm-hmm. all the agents start circling going well my player's worth that he's a first team player and before you know it you've screwed your wage structure that's why Levy is so so set in his ways and admittedly Spurs have lots of other problems uh, but the one thing they don't have is overpaid players. <laughs> there are some players any, that don't want to be there. But they also they, don't have any new players. So. No, exactly. So that, it brings its own problems. But uh, yeah, I'd potch out Ollie out and um, who's the Everton one? Silver out. We're all trending at the moment. Uh, 
Who knows what it would be? The People butch, just love talking shit. The must be they? stupid because there's no way any Tottenham fan could look and think Pochettino is the problem at Tottenham. Like they've got a lot of problems, but the manager is not one. I don't know. I've spoken to a few Spurs fans at work, and they they seem like it's just about time. Like he's done his time. It's it just and needs new blood. Just stale. Because what can yeah, you? Yeah, it's as, as a football fan, generally, when you because when you're looking at a team that's underperforming outside of the players and the manager, you can't really look to anything else because in terms of just the football inside, they're the people that are responsible. Well, no, that that's that's the like how much that's does, the stupid answer. The, the actual answer when you look at someone like Ed Woodward and you look at like what's Frank's actually going on. Jesus Christ! No, that's what yeah. most people think, but it's not true at all. Yeah, that's why you have directors of football. That's why you have people that are running the club behind the scenes. All the stuff that happened, everyone just thinks, oh, it's the manager or the players, something's wrong. There's so much more to running a football club than just a manager and players. There's everything that goes on behind that. And that's why half the championship clubs and football league clubs are going bust. Not because the managers and players are bad, because the management of the club is bad. If you sign bad players, that's not always the manager's fault if they don't have a say. Same with Poch. That's why he didn't want to be called manager. He wanted to be called first team coach as a stance to be like, look, I'm not picking the players here. I'm being told and I'm just coaching them. So I, sometimes... I they, the, the people that are, what's it called? Director of footballs and stuff like that. I think their names should be put out there a little bit more because you never really hear about Some of them much. are. Some of them are well known. And Who a lot do you of, know? Name, name some because I have no idea. I don't know. They're, they're, all, they're all usually Italian Peter or Czech. Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Van, Edwin van der Sar is the director of football at Ajax, actually. Yeah. Isn't Peter Czech? <laughs> yeah, you just said you could list... Premier League name ones and then no no I, I, was, I was saying there are loads and they're normally across European clubs all the European yeah the only European one I know is the uh, Man City one um, I said while we was watching the game actually it's interesting with Liverpool they miss one player and then they're just not the same type it's of Man team it's Man City is it Vieira no, it's the um, no, it's the, the Arabian forgot, guy. Yeah, I've forgotten his name, but it's on the in, yeah, the, but the, in the prime program. Yeah, he's in it loads. Yeah, um, yeah, but Liverpool don't generally look the same. They lose one player, Salah, not playing today, and they're just a little bit less dynamic. Or do you reckon it was just a a tough game away? At, um, I think it was a mixture. It was a mixture of the two. I, I, strangely, I mean, I, we said it before the game. We said that I think. Losing Salah and having to play Origi in that position, you don't. It's not the same because no. what for all of Salah's faults, what you get out of him, there's a lot of positivity that he brings to the team. He stretches you, he takes defenders away, he makes runs, does all the things that just, Origi just doesn't do as well. He's not as good a player, so they definitely lost something. But I don't think you can just say it was Origi's fault or Salah's missing fault that they didn't win. They didn't play particularly well. They just had an off day. But that's what I'm saying. If they miss a player that kind of, they seem to have. Outside of like Man City, who just buy players that are the best at their position or aim to, they seem to just have a perfect balance, and one player out of that out of that lineup just knocks the balance. Maybe that's my argument. Prove me wrong. Prove yourself right. I just did. They didn't win the game. Fair enough. Thank you. Hundred percent convinced. Yeah. Good. Glad we got that over with. Yeah. Mark. Any other- well, what other games have we watched? Oh, are we done with um, the, the Villa Brighton game? Was actually a brilliant game. I do you know what? I know I said it at the start of the season, but I'm really enjoying Brighton at the moment. They are they really. Lost. Yeah. I know they lost and they keep losing, but they're playing really well and they are super unlucky to keep losing. There was a whole load of um, goals that should have been that were disallowed. Well, you by get Bar. rid of a manager like Chris Hewton, who's just one of the managers that ain't gonna be a bit um, audacious to actually try and win a game. 
The thing I love about Brighton, as other than obviously their manager is is excellent, and the style of football that he's trying to play, like the way they've just flipped the team completely on its head, and then all of a sudden they're playing football, playing out the back, three at the back. He's just changed it in an instant, and yeah, they're losing, and then they're still quite low down on the table, but they'll turn it around, and they've got some really good, interesting players they brought in. They, I heard a, I can't remember where it was, it might have been a different podcast, I can't what I was listening to, but they were talking about the, the guy who runs Brighton, the guy who owns it, and he's made all his money in um, in gambling and football betting, uh, so he, he obviously doesn't do it anymore, but that's where, that's his background, is like a data and statistics background, so he relies on a lot of that, so a lot of the players they find, you know, you know Alzate, that guy you were saying, the, the young kid who you were really impressed yeah. with, people like him, like Trossard, like others, they, they basically, they're going out there and looking like, looking at all the data and all the tools available to them and picking sort of left field weird players that are pretty cheap and turning them into pretty strong players so uh, they're, they're a really interesting club for me because I think that's an interesting model well, they haven't turned anyone into anything yet yeah. not yet <laughs> not yet but they're but let's no, but... see if it works I'm, I'm pretty sure I can't remember what team it is now but there is a Champions League team is it the same owners or the same people who do it the same owners as Brighton or there is a team in the Champions League that has that same philosophy of they built a system that looks... I think they use the same tool as Football Manager. Yeah, exactly. And then they value whether they think someone is undervalued. And if someone's undervalued by a certain amount, they'll buy him. There's a there's a tool, I think it's called Scout, and there's a few others like it on the market, which are all things that like Premier League clubs and all the big clubs use, which is basically... They use Football Manager. Well, it's, it's, the, like, it's the, that the, style, but it, it models it. has more scouts than any... Yeah. Because the game's so big that they've got scouts in every league. So why send your scout out there when you can just use football managers? But they but they they use te- like modelling technology. So they basically will model based on how a player plays. How will they potentially play in another league? And how might they perform? What would their xG be? What would they be expected goals? All all those things. So they use just a, an enormous amount of data now. And those clubs that are doing it seem to be picking out some. I find and they they use analytics. They call it a lot in a, in some American sports. And I, I'm yeah. very skeptical with it because I think you can't. It's like teams either live or die by analytics. And I think you have to have a mixture of both because you can say, for instance, this player can produce this amount on these occasions when they're home and away, and if they in this part of the pitch they end up making more chances. But if things aren't going your way, you're going to have to have players that are like top level that are just going to be able to you know take the roof off and score a goal when it's unexpected I think if you rely on it 100% it's dangerous if you use it to then inform your other decisions it's a mass yeah if you ignore it I think it's more detriment than if you use it Um, I reckon Steve Bruce uses it (laughs) Sam Allardyce sort of started the trend of looking at it wasn't quite analytics but he started the scientific trend didn't he basically turned set pieces into science and went well what's the probability of of things happening if I put people in certain positions and built Set pieces out. Man United need to do that. We haven't scored a set piece all season. I know. Yeah. Do you think set pieces? I was I was thinking that during the game and just in general. Do you think they're just set pieces are just getting worse? Like I feel like teams are getting worse and worse. Or have just been bad at crossing a ball for such a long time. Like corners. It it does kicks. seem a skill which it is losing. It's a di- well, look at like you remember England in the world in the World Cup. Uh, that was our thing. We scored all of our goals from set pieces. We were talking about what a genius Southgate was. Everything was on Maguire's head. Yeah. All our crossing was from Trippier was amazing. Mm. Uh, that was how we got to where we did through set pieces. I think if a team can really nail it, then it, it gives you a massive advantage. I think, yeah, I think it's just not pretty. But the thing yeah. is, teams do still try it. I, I well, find I it surprising how... Stoke made a living out of it. So, like a, 
a team can have average sort of six corners a game, and their corners are so bad. You're like, yeah. it's, uh, but it's that's what I mean. I look, you look at you look at someone like Trent Alexander Arnold, who is excellent at crossing the ball, and I'm just thinking, how many players in the Premier League actually are that good at delivering the ball in a corner? And the amount of corners and crosses you get in a game, and um, uh, free kicks where you're trying to. Uh, it just it looks like they don't practice it a lot like throw-ins and stuff they just mess it up like overhitting it just fucking getting right under it or is it is it this try is it this thing where they try and hit the perfect ball get the valve a, a certain way and they're just trying to hit the perfect I have no idea but it looks like it's getting worse it shouldn't it? be as hard as it is I also think we don't you just have, get it in the we mid-time. don't have good headers as yeah like, the, the classic the number trend, nine has disappeared the trend of it. having smaller technical players yeah will come at a cost of aerial ability. So like, because there's this myth that like Van Dyke is a danger from set pieces, but hasn't he only ever scored like one goal for Liverpool? Yeah. No, like, he's done one. He's scored a few, but not yeah. not no, like a handful. Scored like one. He scored a handful. He's got he got two this year, I think. But anyway. Well, yeah, my, I'm probably going back to the start of the season, but yeah, it's like sometimes you think, oh, Maguire, Van Dyke, these guys could score, but they actually don't that often because they're not attackers, and you don't have attackers. Who are that good headers? So well, like someone like Aguero has got a great header when but he's five foot when, four. Yeah. So when no one else is there. But it, it's like you said. The reason Man City can play Fernandinho and Rodri as centre back is because they don't need big lumbering centre backs who are going to win the ball in the air, who are going to win every header. Because no one does that anymore. No one throws crosses in. They don't need it. They need ball players. They need passes. Mm. So all the defensive midfielders are now becoming centre backs because you're going to have seventy eight percent possession. So you don't need to header the ball. So I think it is a bit of a dying art. Definitely, but it's the style yeah. of football and the yeah, trend today has led to just it being less of Which a, is a shame, because if you watch Palace, they had so few good chances at the end of their City game. And even Ben Teke nearly scored right yeah. at the end. But, then, but when you're looking at it, it's not even... I don't even think it's the fact that the players aren't there to head of the ball. It's the delivery, which I'm seeing as a massive issue. Yeah, because as I said, it's not as, as an important... Like before, it would well, be... So if you were a wi- well, if you were a winger 10, 15 years ago, like if you were... Uh, when you were Ryan Giggs, when you were Ryan Giggs, maybe not a bit different, but look at Beckham or look at like, proper wingers, people who played in four four two out wide. Your job was to get the ball and whip it in. All they would do all day is practice crossing. They would be judged on how well their crossing mm. ability and the assist they got. Otherwise, they'd be out of the team because you'd go and get another winger. You just don't have that these days. You're playing three in the middle. You're playing wing backs. You're playing all sorts of different formations. They don't need to necessarily cross the ball as much. All about playing between the lines, having number ten sat in between. So it's just a different style of football. I just think they're missing a trick with it, that's all. Yeah, football goes in circles. So Burnley still it do it. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they did it with Trippier for so long, didn't it? So. Yeah, but I mean, there, there are teams that do it. You, you, only need to, you only need to go down one with, level with, and with go to the Burnley, championship, and it's yeah. it's rife. I mean, Burnley, that's, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Then. If Burnley's the, the, the one example, then maybe it's something people shouldn't be practising. Well, no, what will happen is, like, we'll have Belgium win a tournament soon, and they'll have big strikers up front, and then it'll be like, oh, maybe yeah. this is the way to play. Like at the it's moment, a copycat league. We're, yeah. yeah, we're a co- football is copycat. Yeah, it always, it always, always is. Sports are. Yeah, it's just not since Spain and Germany have dominated. It's just not been a thing to. Yeah. One, once a big strong team wins a tournament, it'll come back. If that it, football probably doesn't cater itself to that as a sport, I don't think. Isn't it funny that we just don't talk about Portugal? They won the Nations League and they won the. Euros, and we just don't talk about them as winning anything. It's weird, isn't it? What style of football yeah. do Portugal play? Uh, Ren- Ronaldo Ronaldo's football. <laughs> yeah, well, who did they have in their group for the Nations League? I 
can't remember because it's a bit odd the Nations League. Cause... Yeah, they beat Switzerland in the. Well, it's in funny you league. said because they won the Nation League, but they might be coming out of the. Yeah, well, Ukraine have topped the their group. They lost to Ukraine last week, yeah. so they've they've not even topped their. Group. So will they still? But make this is why we don't talk about them because they won the Euros as real sort of underdogs. Like no one expected them to win. Them. Well, they won it nonetheless. Yeah, no, like... yeah, they won it, but it was it's a bit like. In 2005, saying, why is no one looking at Greece after winning the Euros? It's like, well, it felt like a bit of a fluke. Like, it, it they, they put, no one looks at it and thinks Portugal are the best team. Then France went to win the World Cup two years later, who are a European team. So you're like, okay, France are clearly better than Portugal. It's just well, at the time, the it's two years later, isn't it? You just... It's a timely anyway, thing. I don't know. I, I think you're right. It's probably just a Ronaldo thing. Yeah. So everyone just assumes. Well, it's probably Ronaldo, wasn't it? They've they've got a really good team, Portugal, and they've got an amazing youth team as well. So if they've got some good young players coming through, they've got could have a good future. Um, neither of you saw the Spurs game, did you? Spurs no, Watford. Only the the issue. Uh, I saw a couple bits. So, so Are you saying about... this to bring up VAR? I just thought it was worth talking about because oh. we haven't mentioned VAR yet. I'm glad. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Do you have lights on a timer? No, Jason must be in. Oh. Uh, sorry, I just saw the light go off. I was like, oh. Uh, um, Thanks for that. Yeah. It's haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave the door open? Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Carry on then. Um, I was just going to say that um, especially lost. Uh, they're, in, they're in turmoil. They were awful. They were really awful. To Watford, who are bottom of the league and can't win, who should have been two or three up, should have had a blatant penalty. Oh, that's what the penalty they checked. Penalty is a joke. They absolute give. joke. I, I, I mean, literally, I don't know what more. You, even the, um, even the Watford players were laughing. Like, what can you do? It was a clear penalty, and then the the whole Deli Alley thing. The thing that makes me laugh about it is everyone's going on like, oh, it's so stupid because they made a mistake because the VAR person pressed the wrong button, so the screen said no goal when when it should have been a goal. But it actually shouldn't have been a goal because it was handball. Was it? It looked shoulder to me. Well, it, like, it, it hit looked... the ba- So you know they have a badge. They have the, the Premier League badge on their arm. It literally, you see the ball hit that badge. So you'd say, well, is that badge handball because that's there? Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, okay. I didn't see it that clearly. I thought it was higher. I thought it was like... Um, it's but... high, but it's like it hit the badge. The badge is there. So anyway, either way, VAR said, then said no goal. The ref said, okay, it's a goal. They'll go and take kickoff. Then they were like, oh, hold on, it said no goal. Oh no, the VAR's got it wrong. No one knew what was going on. VAR did get it wrong. So um, can't get anything right. No, they're they're having a, a bad time. Their stadium, it. though, absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I've heard. It looks like a national, a national side's uh, stadium. Like it is so big <laughs> that we're just, I can get out of my mouth. Yeah. I can get out of my mouth. No, it's, I mean it's definitely better than Wembley, and it's. Um, but it looks like a like a multi-purpose stadium. Yeah, they well they built it with the NFL in mind, which is they? funny because yeah. it's in such a shit area. Like, oh, it is, it and is. it hasn't got major train stations near it. No, I don't know. But you have to go for you have to walk Tottenham Hale Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tottenham yeah. Hale, uh, Tottenham Hale or Seven Sisters Station. There's nowhere close to it. There is a to- isn't there a Tottenham there is, Station? There is a the White Hart Lane Station, yeah. which they tried to rename Tottenham. Yeah. Um, there's a couple overground ones, but they're so small. It doesn't. It's not really yeah. catered to. It's a bit like sixty thousand okay. people. Actually, someone was telling me um, last week. I was chatting. They they went to Bayern Munich um, a few, like, not long ago to watch one of the games at the Allianz, and they said it's it's amazing because it's like literally in the middle of nowhere, but it's this just unbelievable looking stadium. But they said that 
stupidly, there's one train station. So again, 80,000 people go into this station and then 80,000 people have to go into this train station and it's tiny and like it's just chaos every single game. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's unbelievable how they don't think about these things. Well, maybe they thought it was a local local man sport. You know, <laughs> people walk home from the stadium. Yeah, well, yeah, true, true. Um, should we look ahead to next week? Yeah, uh, results league. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, you went to Man United to beat Liverpool 1-0. I put mine inside and forget it. Um, I went for Liverpool to beat Man United 3-1. We were both incorrect, so we get no points. Zero. Zero, zero. I put Q. Didn't mean that. Why are you whispering then? Am I? Yeah. Sorry. Um... Chris, you went for Arsenal to beat Sheffield United 3-1. It's not happening yes. yet. That is tomorrow. So I'm, I'm now I'm going to get a win. It just depends if I get the right score. I feel like I should have gone 3-0, but Arsenal can't keep a clean sheet for the life of them. So. No, they can't. There you go. Who are you going for this week? Um, why don't you go first, seeing as you've, I can see you. I've already written down. it into the thing, so I don't forget. It's already locked in. It's locked, locked in. in. So this week... You ain't done the scores, though. I'm going for Watford to beat Bournemouth. Oh, my goodness. At home. I know, but I've got to pick Watford at some point. Um, although I was thinking Bournemouth because that'd be a good away one. But uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 to Watford at home. Interesting. Who are you going for? Me. I'm going to go for West Ham to beat Sheffield United okay. at home. And I'm going to go for a great 2-0 victory. That'd be Sheffield United to lose two weeks in a row you've gone there. Is it? Well, yes, you've just put Arsenal to beat them. Oh, shoot. And it's locked I, in. Oh, it's locked no. in. No, because I've done them three times now. It's locked in, mate. Shoot. Yeah, you've done shit. I can't pick I mean, it's fine. Them. You can. You can no, pick, I just shouldn't do it. You though. can pick a team up to nine times, I think we worked out, before you no, can't pick them again. <laughs> so it's fine. Uh, Mark, who are you going for? All right, just looking at the fixtures. Have I picked Leicester? No. So... I'm going to go with Leicester to beat Southampton. That's and that's Friday shot. night, so I'm going to go with... Ooh, Friday two night. 2-1. Goals, goals, goals. 2-1. Yeah. Is that a way? Yes. Mm. I don't think so. Vardy's head's going to be out of the way. He's going to be like, I'm getting on it on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> How's the beers taste afterwards? Get your head in the game, Jamie. Uh, okay, we're locked in. Um, currently, the score's on the doors, if anyone is interested. Uh, Mark still sits atop the group on his high horse on 12. That's the last time we got a point, though, ain't it? That was, like, early on. Yeah, I, I'm second with six, and Chris... Well, tomorrow I'm going to get four Bringing points. up the rear with five. I'll get four points tomorrow, because I'll get the white score, which is going to be three points, and then an away fix of one point. We'll see what happens. I'll be... We'll see Chris on Arsenal fan TV. <laughs> yeah, going crazy. Get me out! Get me out! <laughs> I think it's going to be a harder game than you think. Uh, cool. We That's make every game difficult, but we still get the results sometimes. Right, should we go with um, Mark's game? Oh, God. <laughs> That's it. I haven't got my laptop, so I'm just going to make it up. Oh, no, your laptop? Uh, well, no, so the, I, I'll go through the rules, but uh, I'll make up the categories. Oh. So. Oh, exciting. Yeah, so I, I was going to pick a category. So, for example. Food and wine. Travel and tourism. I'll say something like La Liga teams. Ah, oh, typical. Then football. So, so Danny, you you'll start and you'll you'll say how many 
the Liga teams you think you could name in one minute. Okay. And then Chris, you can either say he has to name that or you can up that number. So and if Danny said six, yeah. you could say seven, seven. or higher. And he can we eight. keep going? You keep or you only get one shot? Someone says. Name them. Name them. Yeah. All right. So like this, this, this was inspired because I saw Trent Alexander Arnold and Gomez play it on um, Sky Sports and they were shockingly bad. Really? Oh, this is this is good. I, Trent Alexander I like my chances against Chris, but couldn't we'll see. name more than six Premier, uh, eight Premier League teams. What? He, they, Do you know what though? When you've got a minute, it, it, sometimes it you can panic. We, so he's on TV as well, and he's only ninety. I imagine the camera in your face. You would panic, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, like after seeing him play against Barcelona, you think he'd be cool under pressure. Yeah, he's cool playing football, but not being asked questions. So, all right, let's do this. So, what are you going to pick? Different leagues I'm, or just different things? I'm going to pick different things. I had I had them written down on my laptop, um, but I'll I'll start. Do you know? What? I might even start with the one I just said. Yeah, let's do it. So, do you want us to pause this so you can get some things? So, who wants to, who? So I'll start with Danny. How many Serie A teams? Ooh, Serie A teams can I name? I'm in a minute. In a minute, we'll get. We'll do a minute. Uh, I'm going to go with eight. So he's going to go with eight. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's that <laughs> high! Oh my goodness, um, eight. Um, don't give away that you're struggling here, Chris. Act confident. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I can... Act really... confident. So then I've, that means I've got to name eight. No, no you nine. can t- you, you can make me name them, and if I get it wrong, you get the point. Right. Yeah. Or you can go for nine and above. I'll go for nine. Ten. Name them. All right, one sec. So let's get a timer up. God, it's only the minute that's going to get me. Yeah. Definitely, I can definitely name one of them. Well, you, if you said 11, you was gonna, if I said 11, you was going to say name it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? I don't Stop think you'd have got nine to be honest. Mark, but... Do you want me to do the time run or the league? I can hold one of them up. Uh, maybe not the league. Well, yeah, uh, do the timer. Alright. You can put do... pressure on by saying ready? how long's left and stuff. I've got to get uh, yeah, how many? I'm, uh, I'm going to say you ready, said set, ten. Go. Ten. ready, set, go. Juventus, Inter Milan, uh, AC Milan. Fiorentina, Torino, um, Napoli, uh, Sampdoria, uh, Brescia, Lecce. Um, I need one more. Uh, ah! My mind's gone blank. Did I say Napoli? Yeah. Um, Italian teams. Oh, my mind's gone blank and I need one the more. Last, the Did last I say- one! <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, it's got air time. Yeah, we used to play. Ne- uh, I'll give a one minute round to you, Chris. And um, oh, I'm panicking now. I'm trying to think of the European. Interesting. I was doing really well. Yeah, you did the first. I did nine. Fifteen seconds. Nine up to fifty-seven. Fifty-eight. I actually don't know. I can't think of another one. Can't believe that. Name me some others. Sassuolo, uh, Atalanta. Oh, Atalanta. Oh, that was the other one I was going to start with as well. Uh, I don't. Did you say Roma? No, I didn't Lazio, say Roma. I said Torino. Udinese. Oh, yeah. Bologna. Bologna. Hellas, Verona. Lecce. I said Lecce. Brescia. Spal. Genoa. Spal. 
Yeah. Oh well, that's nice. a good effort. Good Quite one, nice. Chris. I actually reckon I would have got eleven. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. There's no way you would have. Yeah. All right. So, so what I'll do, I'll do another minute round to keep it equal this time. All right. And then we'll go down to forty-five. Okay. And then maybe we do the tiebreaker in thirty. All right. So, because it's easy to get Wait, up. You don't know who's doing it yet. I'm doing it, innit? Not unless oh. I say a higher number. Oh, I'll go first. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, you get to go first. So, Chris, how many teams can you name from the championship? <laughs> to, to give you a clue, there's 24 teams currently playing. In the Thank you. <laughs> I was thinking 30. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with um, five. Seven. Eight. Nine. The name of oh, no. I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay, I've got to get nine championship right, teams. Get ready. Ready. The quicker you go, the Set. better. Go. Right, Leeds, Swansea, Stoke, Middlesbrough, um, Nottingham Forest, uh, Derby County. If he gets one wrong, is that stopping it? Do I? Yeah. Can I say ones that are wrong? Uh, I, I think if you get one wrong... Barnsley. If you get one wrong, we'll Bristol stop City. Um, who haven't I said? West Brom. That's nine, isn't it? I've just yeah, counted. Counting. Yeah, yeah is that that's right? nine. Yeah. Oh. Point to Danny, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I, I should have said, if you get it wrong, because otherwise you could just name yeah. like 100. So, so, so I've got to do it without saying anything wrong. Right, I'm with you. 1-1. One, one. I could have okay. done a few more there. I need a few more. So. Yeah. Go on. I'm going to go with. So Newcastle played, lost to Chelsea yesterday. How many players could you name in the starting 11 and on the bench? For Newcastle. For Newcastle. You start. So there's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There's 18 players. Six. Uh, seven. Name them. <laughs> yeah, sure. oh, Alright, so this is 45 seconds now, this round. So we had two one minutes. So seven Newcastle, either starting 11 or bench players. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Dubravka, Lachelles, uh, Dummett, um, oh, Matt Ritchie. Was Matt Ritchie there? He's injured, I think. I don't think he'd be playing. Is, no. No. In- ah, oh, ah, she is wrong. Ah, ah. Damn it, was on the bench. Keep going, see if you can actually do it. Uh, what's the name of the, the striker? <laughs> that, that's the game. Um, uh, what's his name? He's so terrible. Think of other players. I can't. I, I knew you. I mean, there's no way you were going to get seven. One name gives you two midfielders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the name. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm stuck now. I'm where's the chance? Five, five seconds. Oh, oh my god. Nightmare. And 45. Tim Krull. <laughs> you really got Debravka. So let's quickly go for the starting. Joe Linton. Joe Linton. Oh, yeah, that's Linton up Joel Linton. With the Longstaff brothers in midfield. Yeah. Almiron. Oh. St. Maximum. I definitely could have got more, but I just wanted you to name some. I knew uh, you wouldn't Williams, do seven. Clark, Shah, Yedlin. And then you said the I goal. said it quick because I wanted you to think, oh, he knows it. <laughs> but I knew you didn't. 
All right, two one to Danny. I don't think I could list anything more than five. <laughs> I know you can't. This planet. This game is not designed for you. No. All right. Uh, what's another good one? Okay, I've got a good one. Uh, let me get it up there. Films from 1993. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Do an American sports one. Champions League teams. Jeez. So. So I'm going first. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to start with nine. Boy, straight up there with the nine. Could I name more than nine? Um, basically, can I name the top four in all the leagues? Yeah, I reckon I could. Ten. I think you just got to think of the Champions League draft. And... Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm the one that did it. Uh, <laughs> Eleven. Ha- 45 seconds. 45 seconds to name 11 Champions League Name teams. them. All right. All right. You, you also helped me with the counting here because I've got a scroll to check. Cool. The big one's obvious. Well, yeah. I, I think I know them all. But... All right. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool, uh, Chelsea, Juventus, PSG, uh, Barcelona, Real Madrid, uh, Napoli, um, Lille. How uh, many did we say? That's 10. Oh, you need one more. Uh, 20 seconds. Ajax. Nice. Um, the Champions yes. League draft helped yes. him out. <laughs> it actually two, two, two. It. it was like, just name the, just name the two, red, doing, the two yeah. red Bulls. The... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. If you, if you know the top four of the top five leagues, you've got, you've got 16 teams there. I think it was there. easier to think of the draft. And think when we were picking our team. Well, look, like you, you got. I got four straight off the bat with. Um, yeah, the English four English teams, then, the four yeah. Spanish teams, the four Italian teams is twelve. Right. That's what I was thinking, but I, I just didn't think, think you'd name the Spanish. Teams. I didn't think you'd name them. So uh, you missed Valencia. What's all the Spanish teams? Uh, Sevilla, Valencia, um, Atletico Madrid. Oh yeah. No. Oh no. Uh, Atletico. Atletico are in it. Also Real Madrid. Who's the fourth one? Uh, Valencia. Yeah. Yeah. They played Chelsea. Beat Chelsea. Actually. So two one to me. Game yeah. over. Uh, two, two. two No, is it? Yeah, yeah two, cool. two, two. Oh, tiebreaker. Oh, is it? Ooh, yeah. it's exciting. All right, just keeping on the same theme. Uh, this is a tough one because there's loads of teams in this. The Europa League. Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Remember, if you say one wrong... <laughs> If you say something that sounds like one of the teams, we may, we may give it. <laughs> um, I am I starting? Uh, actually, this is yeah, a tiebreak. You, so. you start. Well, you start. Go on, just start. I'm going to say six. Uh, I'll say seven, eight. Name them. Oh, Here we go. Should be able to name eight. Eight. Ready, yeah. set, go. Man United. Um, Right, uh, Krasn- <laughs> no, Krasnodar, Cluj, um, we've got Sevilla, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, how many did I say? Seven, I've got an eight, yeah. that's five, um, Young Boys of Bern, favourite team then, your Young Boys, and one last one, uh, Chelsea. No! Incorrect! Arsenal! Yeah. Arsenal! Yeah. Arsenal! Yeah. 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 Oh no! Goal! Oh, oh, Danny, 
Arsenal. I meant Arsenal. said Arsenal or Wolves. Yes. I meant Arsenal. Yes. Damn it. He's through on goal. One on one with the keeper. He goes around him. Oh, he's hit the post. Uh, I meant Arsenal and I but, said Chelsea. Yes. Or Wolves. I just told you oh, that Valencia beat Chelsea in the Champions League. What well. a win. You had some big teams you didn't name. F91, Dibla Gang. <laughs> <laughs> Dindelage, the, that Luxembourg team. Celtic. You I got, got Krasnodar. I got Krasnodar and Cluj. Celtic, Rangers, yeah, Orto, Man. Wolfsburg. Yeah, there's lots of teams. Oh. Roma. I was just thinking I just need to name seven. What a win. And, uh, and I said Chelsea. Oh, well, it's uh, all over here. Oh, don't even look at the clock. We don't need a timer. Oh, well. Oh, never mind. Good. Oh, oh good win. game that worked out. Good game. It? Yeah. Good, game. Good, stuff. good game. Don't know how you won that. Oh, I gave it away. I, oh, I got, Chelsea. Well, I, got, oh. I got nine Serie A teams in ten seconds and then didn't get a ten. And then I did Chelsea instead of Arsenal. Oh, oh dear. Never go. mind. Nice. Oh. Had it all the way. Good. <laughs> I'm well pleased with that. That that worked out a lot better. <laughs> I, mean, I was just like, crap, how do I make it up now? Right. Um, I think the last thing is front three, back four, correct? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to go first. I've decided this good, occasion. I think it's a good idea. Good. You never get a good. chance. Thank you for being on board with that. In my front three this week is Andy Murray. Andy Murray has won the. Oh, um, I saw that. I saw it in yeah. the final. No, he's yeah, won, he won the European he won. Open. He won it. Literally, I was watching. Beat Vavrinka, uh, didn't he? He did indeed, and he broke down in tears. It was two years after his last win of any kind, um, and he almost retired, didn't he, after his hip surgery? Yeah. I think he's been battling health issues for such a long time, and um, for me, I, he's actually one of my favourite um, tennis players of all time. Like, I've I've really enjoyed him as a as a tennis player. Cause I'm a big big fan of the sport. Watch it all the time. All the time. Watch all, all the, time. the games. Yeah, um, After Federer, he's probably my favourite tennis player of um, sort of of my lifetime, at least. Wow, more than Djokovic. Uh, I, I don't like Djokovic. I actually dislike him. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I dislike Andy Murray. So there you go. I like most tennis players. Except Kyrgios or whatever his name is. Kyrgios. I like. Anyway, he's not very good. But yeah, no, I'm so pleased for him. And I'm like, yeah, because I remember when when he. Um, Failed at Wimbledon and was in tears and then won uh, at Wimbledon, but in the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, before he actually went ahead and won the uh, Wimbledon title. So it's good to see him back. Um, I don't know, like, not seeing the match, so I don't know if he um, played well, if he's back to his old, but Stan Rowinka is, is, uh, is no small feat to be. No, he's a good player. You know, and he's uh, someone that's in his prime, so hopefully he can go back to some of his best tennis out there. Um and uh, see if he's up against sort of the young man's of Federer's and the Dow's and these up and coming tennis players. But yeah, good for him. Good. Yeah. There you go. Uh, in my back four this week is um, Chick Fil A. Have you heard of Chick Fil A? Stop yeah. my back four. <laughs> well, you should have gone first. <laughs> I've got my phone. I've got another one actually. So I've no, got... that's fine. No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. You keep that. Okay. So in my back. No, four, no. I, I, let me finish my one. Uh, in my back four this week is a. Uh, is uh, American taxpayers. Okay. Did I ruin your back four, Dan? No. Oh, good. Cause, uh, so We actually, <laughs> I just realised what it is and we ruined it earlier in the pod, but never mind. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> is it football related? Yeah. Well, that's your fault then. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my back four is uh, the American taxpayers. Because uh, as you know, I'm a big Joe Rogan podcast fan. It's the second biggest podcast in the world after All Talk FC. Um, Elon Musk 
Do you know him? Yes. Have you heard of him? Absolutely. Tesla man. Yeah, yeah Tesla man. But he also uh, has his SpaceX company, yeah. which is a rocket fuel company. But um, the US government actually, uh, the US military, in fact, uh, use his work and uh, SpaceX and contract for some of their uh, sort of, I don't know, work towards space exploration. Right. He smoked one puff of weed on the Joe Rogan podcast. And because of that, because of the military sort of... Um, procedures and, and relations when it comes to drug use they spent 15 million dollars of american taxpayers monies to investigate and go through um what's it called uh oh, i can't read it here essentially went to investigate his um drug use and see if he was fit for how much did they spend 15 million dollars wow no five million dollars i was gonna say me. that's that's expensive yeah five million dollars is still a big chunk of change sounds a bit stupid isn't it yeah. It was a, a yeah. The the companies are meeting NASA's requirements for workplace safety, <laughs> including adherence to drug free environment. Right. Good. Makes sense to me. Absolutely. I mean, we are a drug free, drink free, sex free podcast, so <laughs> we just keep it. We are straight edge <laughs> and all that. Absolutely. Go yeah. on, Mark. What were you saying about Chick Fil A, Mark? So yes. Oh no, that was in my front three. Wow, that is controversial. Because it's closed down. Oh. So... You don't like fried chicken, man. So, I know Danny isn't up to speed with this story. I'm not. So, Chick-fil-A is a <clears throat> an American sort of fried chicken restaurant. They sell, like, chicken... chicken oh, no, I know chicken what Chick-fil-A is yeah. in America. So they it's go, like a big they, takeaway. They opened, uh, like a McDonald's-y type. Yeah, yeah. so they opened um, one in Reading. Oh, in, did they? I didn't know that. Okay. And, uh, it was only for six months in the Oracle, wasn't it? Yeah, so it's been closed down after pressure because their owner has, I think, funded and come out a, a few times around sort of not supporting gay rights, and he he was really against gay marriage. And well, the, the the thing with Chick Fil A is they they were they're run by and owned by a very religious person. They don't open on Sundays, and they've also been um, accused by a lot of LGBT sort of. Uh, you know, activists and companies and all this other stuff too, because of their, this person's personal uh, beliefs when it comes to gay marriage and, you know, all of that stuff, which is generally aligned with religion in and of itself. But uh, because of the, sorry, this is your one, but because of the pressure from no, no, the LGBT that. community in, in at least the UK, they're not going to extend the six months contract they've got in Oracle. So. Wow. Yeah, which would have been ultimately led by sales and the sales would have been taken a big hit not necessarily like, they've not done it based on sales they've just done it based on pressure which is like most things yeah but i imagine it would have if it was a very profitable shop in redden it, it would have been a they would have made a choice but because of pressure because people were like well i'd rather spend my money somewhere else there was quite a lot of campaigns that say don't eat here if you want your fried chicken go KFC or somewhere else. So much more repu- reputable companies like McDonald's and KFC. Yeah. <laughs> Who don't pay tax. Um, and don't pay uh, the Amazonians. Carry on. So then in my back for this week is Indonesia. So they've recently, this won't really affect you from next year, Danny, but they banned <laughs> non-marital sex. <laughs> So, if you have sex with someone you're not married to now... 
in Indonesia. Yeah, that you will be arrested. Oh wow! There's currently riots and protests against this. Indonesia, which has quite quite a big influx of Australian sort of travellers, it was like a... it's kind of related to your Chick Fil A one. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> a little so, bit. So yeah, so as someone who who very much supports non-marital sex and uh, doesn't think you should have to... Sorry, ladies out there. Mark's yeah. been getting out of it. No more trips to Indonesia for you then. Yeah, oh God. Well, if I am, I'm on best behaviour. So, so yeah, I just... I saw that. I thought At first, I thought it was just sort of a clickbait article and then I saw in the BBC a few weeks later riots and protests and... It's not surprising. People, people like sex and... and Taking that away from people is... Tell my wife that. <laughs> Good. So. Uh, in my front three this week Four. is... No, Pope Francis. Yes. Did you see... Hashtag Saints. Pope Francis tweeted, and if you saw it last week, he tweeted, Today we give thanks to the Lord for our new hashtag Saints, which, of course, is the New Orleans Saints. So when he did that... Uh, yeah, so um, all the new New Orleans Saints teams uh, players uh, did, did the they retweeted the, the right? they came it, back. The reason why it was funny is because you know in Twitter when you do certain hashtags, it does a picture behind it. Oh, oh yeah, so he did the logo of the Saints, as in the New Orleans Saints, uh, which he didn't notice. And then he wrote, <laughs> "They walked by faith, and now we invoke their intercession." And they're saying, "We thank you for your blessing before going on to beat the Jags this week." <laughs> we really appreciated it. It was great. Did they do, you, do you know they what? did yeah are you going to talk about the saint that they actually made no i haven't seen that what uh, god it take was, it a step it, further Chris. it was because um they he um instilled a new saint for a person who um he, 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 i don't think he's alive anymore but he got a sainthood because of he protected i think a woman from uh, some kind of terrorist acts but then it was found out that he actually did nothing um but they're not really letting that one out so there you go so how do you know then why what? If they're not letting it out. <laughs> no, like everyone knows, but the Pope's just kind of like overseeing it, do you know what I mean? Overlooking it, I should uh, say. Well. New Orleans re- uh, response was, couldn't lose after this, could we? Blessed and high favoured. Thanks, Pope. Um, so then, and as I said, we kind of already talked about my back four, which is going to be either VAR or the racism or everything else we talked about. So I'm not going to talk about that. But is a story you're that... you going to do that as the, the, the most faintest? No, but it wasn't that. It was, speci- the it was specifically the, uh, it was specifically the protocol. But, sorry, sorry, funny you say that, uh, Mark, because as I was looking on Twitter just on the right here, someone's take was that how VAR is racist because if it was like a black person who'd been in this position, it was just, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but one story that I did, they did make me laugh this week. Um, they were, do you know um, Aston Villa's big uh, Brazilian striker, Wesley? Wesley Moraes, who they bought from the, Club Rouge. What do you mean the big, young, like big in size or? Yeah, he's massive. Yeah, I was the young say. father. The, yes, exactly. So they were interviewing him this week and he just casually talked about how he had a hard upbringing. And um, what was most difficult for him was when he had his first child at the age of 14, he was also had two, he also had two jobs. He better not go to Indonesia. He then had his yeah. second child at 16, which made him feel like he really needed to become a professional footballer because he had to be a success. Now, I don't know what's going on over in Brazil, but to have two kids at that age and have two... Like, 14 yeah, two kids. He was like, I had a I had a child 10 years ago. And they're like, what? You, you told us you're... You're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're 21. 24. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was 14 when I had my <laughs> 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 
he's actually 21. <laughs> so, got, yeah, you got a 10 year old child. Yeah, uh, I was 11. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, it was going to be a shout out to all young parents. Uh, I mean, that yeah. is seriously young. Uh, just yeah, I, just, I just want to go back to that tweet. I saw it. It's from a Paul Tompkins, who's a, I think he's a sports writer, very Liverpool bias. He goes, Atkinson had ignored fouls on Origi and Mane before Origi was fouled. He's a fucking disgrace. VAR then ignores what Gary Neville calls a clear foul. Liverpool have to overcome clear bias against black foreign players by refs. Wow. He's just asking for a response. Reach! Even well, Stan Collymore was like, respectfully, this is bollocks, Paul. <laughs> yeah. And, and Stan, Stan Collymore... And he talks a lot. And he talks a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. this week he's just... I listened to his podcast with Ian Wright, which was quite good. And I thought, oh, maybe he's starting to level to, out a bit. I do listen to his podcast, not religiously. But I yeah, he's got some good people on yeah. there. I might start listening to a few. Who? I, I, think, mm-hmm. I wonder if he's just less clickbaity because it's a podcast. And his, his Twitter... Because when he was on TalkSport, he used to talk about I was a crap. nightmare on TalkSport. But then that's crap. because he wants phone-in. Do you know, like... Yeah. Why, why do you think Savage is... like? On, and Adrian Durham, he's the worst. Well, People aren't going to phone in if you're reasonable. That's why no one phones into us. That's why we've we got are no one absolutely listening. Yeah. You, two ain't, you, you two ain't read the script, boy. I'm trying to put some shit out there. You're not like That's a terrible take. What? Come on! Yeah, but we've got privilege. So <laughs> true, isn't it? We've and got on be, that note, we got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that stuff. Yeah. On that note, um, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that game. We should do another one of those. Yeah, well, it's your game next week, so you can do it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> See you later, bye. See ya.